Welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. My name is Aaron Richards. I'm your host for today, joined here at the illustrious Damascus Media Studio by my friend and brother in Christ, Brad Pierre. Welcome back, Brad. Thanks, Aaron. It's good to be here. And we are pumped to be here for today's show. Friends, you know that Beyond Damascus is a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio. We are carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. And like I said, this is the show where encounter meets mission. Like St. Paul experienced uh, a life-changing encounter with Jesus on his road to Damascus, his life was transformed. So too ours is transformed through an awakening encounter with Jesus and then sent forth into mission. Our, our tagline here at Damascus in Centerburg, Ohio, is that we, we work to awaken, empower, and equip a generation to live the adventure of the Catholic faith. And that's that's the that's the purpose of the show, right? There's there's no mission without encounter with Jesus. And honestly, there's no authentic encounter with Jesus without mission. Um we, we live it day in and day out, friends. I, I work as the executive director here at Damascus in Centerburg, Ohio. And Brad, you work with us as our missionary program director. And our missionary program is is absolutely kind of, it's that lived mission. It's realizing that a, that a life lived out of encounter with Jesus can only be lived in a way that bears fruit. That's the message of the gospel. Amen. Amen. In the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about how Sometimes in the church, we glamorize mission. Yeah. We consider missionaries the only ones who are on mission. We consider priests or religious the only ones who are on mission. But yeah. actually, it's all of our call to be on mission. And we don't need to glamorize it. It can be done in the the mundane tasks of the day-to-day. It can be done in our home with our families. It can be done in our neighborhoods. Yep. Mission is everywhere at all times. Amen. Why don't we Why don't we open in prayer? Brad, you want to kick us off in prayer today? Yeah, we can. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you and we ask that your Holy Spirit would bless this time. We pray that you would pour out a, a heart for mission Thank you, Lord. in us here in this studio and also to everyone listening. We pray that you would send us forth with zeal and with a hunger for souls. We pray for an encounter with you through our time here together so that we would be equipped for the work of evangelization in our world. Amen. Jesus, prepare our hearts, make us fertile soil, and plant your seed. God, we pray that your word would bear fruit in our lives, especially mm-hmm. as we, uh, we're we recording this, kind of leading into the, the holiday season here at the end of 2020. And God, we pray that um, whether we're going to be seeing family here over these next few weeks and months or or God, in the day-to-day, make us, make us missionaries. Make us missionaries and transform us by your word, God transform us uh, to, to be to be missionary disciples, to minister in power and in love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us, friends, on Beyond Damascus. So last week's show, uh, we we tackled the idea of a family on mission. And uh, if, you know, I only bring it up, I t- we don't typically refer to the previous week's shows, but I only bring it up because it was awesome. And if you want to be inspired by how it is that you're called to live mission in your family and maybe some pointers on how it is that we can do that, especially, you know, in the midst of the modern quarantine lifestyle that we're all enjoying so well, um, it was an awesome show, and and today's show actually it wasn't intended to be a sequel. Uh, and one one of the themes that we kind of began to develop toward the end of the show, we we just thought uh, as Brad and I were discussing and praying after the show that it really deserved it deserves another look. Right? Yeah, we were talking about mission at home, and we began talking about the mission to your neighborhood. Yeah, and the idea that Jesus said to love your neighbors, but so often we just chalk that up to 
anyone. And it kind of gives you this permission to not actually be on mission to anyone because you <laughs> consider it everyone. And S- such a generalist that it, we it, fail to have exactly, any focus. Exactly. Or, or like in a very real way, it allows us to, yeah, to defer responsibility to someone else for someone that God might be directly putting in our path, yep. someone that we're supposed to witness to, to love. Yep. So, uh, w- without further ado, in the, just in the course of our conversation, uh, w- there was one man who came up who Brad had identified. We've worked together in the past and, um, Mr. Any Hickman, uh, lives this, just lives this mission in such a radical way. It was, it was immediately apparent to us that we needed to reach out to our, uh, our brother, any, and invite him to today's show. So friends, we're going to kind of shift up the, the normal routine. Um, usually we wait until after the break to bring our, our honored guests to join us, but um, we're going we're gonna to bring Annie onto the show and, uh, and introduce you to him. Um, this is just going to be an awesome time. So, so buckle up. Annie Hickman, welcome to today's show. Thanks for joining us, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm uh, chatting with y'all. Yeah, good. Well, it's 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 good to it's good to hear your voice, friends. If you were in studio with us, you could see Any's face. He's joining us over Facetime, and uh, and and we're we're pumped to be here. Any, give us a little intro about your about yourself, man. Um, so uh, Any Hickman, it's a family name. <laughs> I I um I I'm from uh, the Bayou City, H Town, Texas. Woo! home of paul wall and the houston astros <laughs> and you hate us you hate us the world <laughs> hates us and that's okay um yeah i grew up in the bayou city um you know uh, been involved in ministry for 20 plus years um Kana, my wife and i have eight kids uh 18 to uh, five months i think yeah our youngest is five months old yeah, so um, that's pretty much me. I'm I'm uh, I'm not an expert in anything. I think if I were going to try to be an expert in anything at the end of my life, it would be in loving my spouse, loving my wife. It, you know, at the end of the day, when when I when they're burying me and they're like, he was an expert at loving Kana. That would be uh, that'd be my ultimate dream. So, that'd be that'd be sufficient. Um, <laughs> that's that me. And and yeah, and on the inside is on the inside of me is a. Um, lover of creation. I love, um, I love hunting and fishing and, uh, surfing, getting out and in the swamp with, uh, alligators and hunting ducks. And that's, that's the, that's the, uh, kind of boy inside of me still loves getting out and playing with, uh, playing with guns. Amen. I love that. Yeah. Tell me, uh, tell me a little bit more about the hobbies you have as a family. Like what, what are the kids like doing? Yeah. Um, we, you know, being a big family is like a hobby in itself. Uh, we're a gigantic ball of chaos. Actually, you might hear a couple of my uh, little That's ones the- in the, in the background right now. Um, yeah, we like getting outdoors. Um, you know, when, when, uh, when you're growing up a Hickman, you get a, you know, you get a red rider, little gun and a fishing pole when you're a kid. And we, uh, we, we shoot cans in the backyard and, um, yeah, we just, we, we enjoy, we enjoy cooking and eating and baking and eating and yeah, <laughs> that's the best. That's the best. Well, for yeah. those who are tuning in today, we're talking to our friend, any Hickman, any is, um, over at, 
a ministry called Delray Collective, which we'll get to in a little bit, but we know any through various ministry connections. And he's someone who loves his neighborhood. He loves his neighbors. And that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit today. So we've gotten to know him in a variety of missionary contexts. He loves his family and he loves his wife, Kana, and we're excited to, to have him. So thanks for joining us for anyone tuning trying, in now. Man. Trying to love people, man. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah. So, uh, friends, it's, it's going to be a great show. Thanks for tuning in. Um, any is an amazing and a gifted communicator of the gospel. And it's, it's been funny as, as we've, as we've pulled together this, this messaging over the last couple of weeks, Brad was mentioning earlier that oftentimes we, we tend to receive the call of the gospel generally, but not actually live it practically and specifically in, in a particular missionary application. You know, any as as we were preparing for the show today, um, you you were asking question about you know are are the missionaries in formation at Damascus actually living mission on the street? Are we actually ministering to the poor and to the homeless? Um, you know that that that's that's one of the like it's one of the non negotiables of Christian life, and and so often I think that that we come into this place of believing, yeah, you know, we're all called to minister in a general organizational way to the to the poor and to the needy and to the homeless and to our neighbor and to our family. And we run the risk of, of allowing evangelization to become like some nebulous thing. So uh, in, in preparation for today's show, I, I, we are, I'm, I'm, I'm super inspired for the, for the work that you're doing through Del Rey and, uh, and, and the mission work that I've, I've experienced you haven't been a part of in the past. So uh, friends, I hope that's an effective teaser for you. We're going to jump back right after the break, and we're going to be talking about uh, Mr. Annie Hickman and the particular ministry that Del, Del Rey Collective is doing and how, it's, how it is intentionally and effectively ministering to every one of our neighbors. Uh, join us right after the break. Thanks for joining us for Beyond Damascus. He is honored by the church as a saint with the title of the Seraphic Doctor. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. One of the greatest theologians and Franciscan mystics in church history, Bonaventure also wrote a biography of St. Francis that was commissioned by the Franciscans themselves. It took a saint and true mystic to understand a true saint and mystic. He died in 1274. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Check out EWTN's official YouTube channel. Just follow the link on our homepage at EWTN.com or go to YouTube.com slash EWTN. Watch EWTN's live shows or today's homily from the Daily Mass. Click the upload button to see our most recent clips. You can also find all of EWTN YouTube content by clicking the playlist button. It's all on the official EWTN YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash EWTN. Visit today. And welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Thanks so much for joining us again. You know, Beyond Damascus is a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio. We are carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Friends, you're joining Aaron Richards and Brad Pierin, and we have an amazing guest today, Mr. Enny Hickman from Del Rey Collective. Enny, thanks for, thanks for joining us on today's show. Brad, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, so we've been chatting with Any a little bit about his life in Houston, his family, and all of that good stuff. He has 
informed us that he is not an expert in anything, but I will tell you this, he has a lot of ministry experience in a lot of areas. So we want to seek some of that wisdom today. And so any, just want to kick it off with Del Rey. Can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to start the collective with your wife, Kana? Oh man. I mean, it, it really is a longer story. Like most things. Um, yeah. I, you know, um, I, uh, you know, I think in the early days of my walk with Jesus, I, I began to practice um, like almost brutal authenticity uh, with, with everyone, began to like speak things where um, I, would, I wouldn't normally, you know, talk about my sensitivity to negative humor or things like mm-hmm. that. There was like an authenticity that sort of, I, you know, let your yes mean yes, let your no mean no. Um, you know, uh, be real. Like, let's just, let's be honest. Let's be real. And so um, it came off as raw. It came off as, you know, um, oftentimes abrupt when I'm talking to bishops and I want to like, you know, bishops have a hard time looking me in the eye even today. <laughs> I'm a grown man. And they're like, oh, there's that kid who like keeps bugging me about the poor or like whatever. Like <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, we, we, we I just, um, I could not, uh, I could not uh, stand idly by, you know, when you hear such things as, you know, this week's this week's uh, Sunday gospel, you know, reading where he's like, I am that poor, you know, like you want to encounter me. Right. And and, and I grew up in in a time in the church where um, programs and retreats and conferences and, and this sort of thing were in its heydays when it was these types of things were exploding at astronomical, like, you know, levels of expansion, you know, Steubenville youth conferences and life teen. And, um, you know, like the programs were awesome, but there was sort of oftentimes this, this, um, this idea that encounter with Christ could only happen when there were light and there were fog machines and there were these types of things where like the band was playing their favorite song, like, that's awesome. And that's true. But I, I heard the gospel and it was there I am in the poor, in the margins and that sort of thing. And so that like sent us on mission. And, and we, you know, sort of both both my wife and I and our kids, we just sort of like we're on mission, you know, like where's the where's the people that need the most help? So we were in foreign missions. My wife grew up a missionary, a foreign missionary in Central America. And so that's awesome. Um, I was blessed. Yeah, I was blessed to have, um, you know, uh, in-laws who were like, just kept saying yes, you know, like I didn't have a a father-in-law who's like, when are you going to get a real job? You know, he was like, yeah, like, where are you going next? And what are y'all up to next? And they, they've been supporting us and, and loving us through that. And and my, my own parents, uh, who are, you know, close to the church, I grew up a block and a half away from Eucharistic adoration as a kid. And like, you know, so just really blessed with support from our families, we were just able to travel and, um, do, you know, God's will as a missionary family. And then, and then slowly, but surely it it started like, we, we, we had these situations where things would happen in the world and we'd want to go, you know, to be like, uh, uh, you know, a flood in Japan. And we're like, let's go, you know, or there'd be like, (laughs) you know, the earthquakes in, in, uh, you know, in Port-au-Prince and let's go and Guatemala needs us. And we were just sort of, you know, looking at, you know, all of these fly-in places and I would travel to speak on big stages. And, you know, like one of the things that came to mind was this idea that I'm going to preach to a fatherless generation and I'm leaving my kids at home. 
Like, huh. oh man, like, wait a second. Like I'm, le- you know, it's like that old Brian Regan joke. I don't know, you know, who yeah, that guy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, you know like, like he saw two log trucks passing each other on the highway, <laughs> you know, and he's like, if you had logs over there and you need logs over, over there, there, wouldn't a phone call just like <laughs> be better solve the problem? Like, yeah. like, why am I going to leave my kids fatherless to go preach to a fatherless generation? Like I want to be a father, you know? And, and then I, you know, and then, you know, and so like every time I would like reach out and, and f- try to find neighbor beyond my 10 foot radius it it kept feeling like the Lord just was was pushing in and going like, no, like dial it in, you know, almost like zoom in like a, on a map, you know, just get yeah, in there, yep. get in there closer, get in there closer. And and what I what we ultimately realized as a husband and wife is that like the mission that God is most concerned about is the mission of our own hearts, yeah. like mine. Annie's that's the mission field, and then Cana's that's the mission field, and then our marriage. And then kids, and then if anybody else, you know, like if there's any left over, that we will offer that to um, to to those who are closest to us, and you know, and especially those That's that are amazing. in the margins. And so, so like we, yeah. So this, you know, so the the concept of you know the open porch and Delray Collective and all that, like it, it's it was basically, it's basically just our friends finally convincing us to like put a name to it and, and put it on the internet, you know, yeah. like we're, we're, we're sort of doing this um, thing. We've been doing this, this thing, um, you know, as a family and other people are being inspired by it. So we're like, okay, that's awesome, man. Like we would mm-hmm. love to equip and, and help people. So, um, so yeah, it was sort of a long, long, long story. <laughs> that's a, that's a great introduction. Say that like, that like got, yeah, just, it, it's, it's sort of just being authentic, man. Like where's Jesus? Oh, he's right there. Um, yeah. you know, I, I can, I can love him here. I can serve him here. I, I remember that one time, uh, you know, it was probably most transformational in like really finding the room, the space, carving out the time and energy for neighbors, uh, like immediate neighbors happened um, we were, you know, we were coming home one Sunday and our son, who was like four and a half at the time or something like that, he, you know, he asked if we could meet our neighbors. Now it wasn't that, like, it wasn't that absurd, but I was kind of like, why, why, why do we need to meet our neighbors? And he, you know, he responded like, well, my Sunday school teacher told me that Jesus said we should love our neighbors. And so I think we should meet them. I'd like to meet them. I think he said, I, I want to meet them. Wow. And, uh, and it, and it sort of, um, it sort of shocked me and because I, I was like, you know, uh, traveling the globe and do, you know, doing national speaking stuff and going all over the place. I'm like, really, you know, when you're doing stuff like that, you do sort of believe your own hype. You begin to think mm-hmm. like, man, I'm something and I'm doing something and I'm not, you know, so it was again, like this encounter with the gospel, yeah. like at its, at its purest form from, a, from a kid, yeah. you know, saying like, well, shouldn't we meet them if we're supposed to love them? And, um, yeah, so we that that was you know that was sort of I guess what year was that two thousand and eight. So, um, you know, from that point on, we 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 began well, we moved and then we began um, just a mission to open our doors to our neighbors every week um, for a common meal uh, with no agenda, and you know, uh, the poor, the you know, uh, 
transvestite, the Jewish, the Muslim, the Hindu, the Catholic, the priest, you know, like uh, there's, you know, Father Mike Schmitz has shown up, you know, there's like, you know, from everybody who's no, you know, like everybody's somebody, you know, every story is important. And um, we take time to, to listen to the stories and um, it's, it's ragtag and it's ragamuffin and we're sort of, um, you know, really trying to live that at least there, you yeah, know, and there's yeah. a time obviously like, dude, we're, we're a part of an orth, you know, uh, Antiochian Orthodox community here in town we, where our kids go to school. So like, you know, I think oftentimes in the church, we kind of hear, you know, social outreach and that means like liturgy is bad or, you know, or vice versa, you know, like if they're, you know, if they're, if they're focused on the liturgy, then they're not focused on their neighbor or they're not focused on justice issues. And it's like, right. what in the world, like Catholic teaching is so broad and big and the, and the gospel is true and so it's yes. It welcomes and yes everybody and in. Yes. Yeah. It's yes yeah, and yes. It's yes and yes. Yeah. Everybody's yes. somebody. It's, it's everything. Yeah. yeah. So that's powerful. Um, so that's where, you know, that's, that's uh, sort of the, the heart of Del Rey and um, how we began. It, it is primarily an outreach, you know, in the truest sense of the word that, that we really turn out our doors and we turn out our arms and, and welcome in um, anyone. And, uh, you know, uh, that scares people, first of all. Yeah. But some people say, like, wow, man, how do you do that? And that, that's, you know, it's crazy. Or where do you find these people? That's always <laughs> the fun. It's like, where do you find these people? It's like, well, they're what? everywhere. I mean, there's people everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. Come over. Come over tonight. Come over right now. Come I love over. that so much. Come, come on yeah, Friday. come on over. Um, yeah. And, um, and, then, and then also just a cool, um, like, school for neighbor love for those young young adults and families who have that call but but don't know how to do it or don't know what that looks like or haven't really cut their tongue enough that's what i always say like you don't you don't cut your teeth on outreach you cut your tongue you bite your tongue you listen more than you preach wow. and you understand more than you you know than you try to explain yeah you want to you yep. want to understand perspectives and where people are coming from. And so, so as you know, young people pour into my backyard, cause it's like cool to hang out with the Hickmans. Sure. They see <laughs> a family that's going like, well, I'm just, yeah, I'll just say it. Like, it's cool. It's cool no to hang out. You yeah. should come hang out. <laughs> but, but, but a, but a way to sort of bring the gospel to a raw place and give them a place of safe encounter with people they we, they wouldn't normally just go up and say hi to. Right. Them, right? right. So, um, anyway, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what we're up to. That's so, what God's up to. So the open porch, uh, I mean, you explain, you, you explain kind of what, what it, open porch is a, is in, it's a, a program now that, that you've put a title on that's, that's, I mean, yeah. pro- program's kind of a bad word in, uh, yeah. <laughs> in counter-based it, ministry. It, they, they're awesome. They're <laughs> awesome. Now over programming, you know, like that's a problem, but right. yeah, no programs are good. It's a non-program program. That's kind of the way we, that's kind of the way we, uh, <clears throat> we say it, um, to create a safe space for Christian hospitality. And you guys, uh, um, and you guys do yeah. this are, and I, you know, I go to the website and I can see that, that what the fruit that you've experienced through open, truly opening your porch and opening your house to, to create an environment of, of safety and welcome and authentic outreach. Uh, it's been transformative for your family and, and how have others 
picked up that charge and carried that call. Yeah. I am. Um, I, yeah. Again, again, I mean, I think that God does amazing things when you set a space for hope, you know, um, you know, a factory of hope where people who vote all different kinds of ways or practice religion in all kinds of different ways come into a Catholic home and experience an overabundance of feasting and prayer and love. And that when, when you come into that, whether you're yeah. a young person who's discerning marriage or you're a married couple or you're, you know, somebody, there's something really, um, the God can use that. It's like this context or platform that the Holy Spirit <laughs> can really begin to operate. And so conversations come up and, you know, um, th- things happen where, uh, you know, folks begin to be really curious and we find ourselves 3 a.m., uh, you know, ministering to somebody who, who needs it. But but it's always sort of a, uh, a waiting. So, yeah, there have been people who have become Catholic and people, you know, who – um, you know, have had a sort of a re-encounter with the Lord and, and those sorts of things, come on retreats with us, uh, various places and et cetera. Um, but I think the coolest thing that's happening that I, you know, I've just seen God work through is this um, permission yep. to do something, you know, and, and not, and not sort of this only, you know, we saw this with like the outset of youth ministry, right? Like to be a lay person at a church that got money is something that's new to like my generation. I was mm-hmm. one of the first paid youth people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so our generation, that's, that's even fairly new. And so like to begin to think outside the box, like full-time missionaries, full-time this, full-time this, people begin to get the idea that you have to be a podcaster or you have to be, you know, a full-time missionary, you have to be a youth minister or something like that. Nothing against any of those things. Praise God for podcasters and for, you know, like all yeah. sorts of careers in the church. But the church is people, is a fo- it's the followers, it's the disciples of God. Right. And we have opportunity everywhere to be on mission. And so um, I love what y'all said at the, at the beginning of this show, you know, it is just about that encounter with Jesus in mission Mm -hmm. um, that will transform culture. And so, and so yeah, Delray gives like the open portion network just gives a, a context for permission to just do something really simple. It's not easy to like open up your house every week, but, but it's, (laughs) yeah, but it's simple. It's simple enough to like candle, playlist sure chips salsa ice you know like that that is that's a simple um thing and then just open the door and yeah um well welcome whoever uh comes in yeah is a it's a simple thing yeah and i love the word simple too i i also i, I want to speak to something that you're speaking to a little bit any i i'm amazed that just as you're talking the lord was just showing you every year of experience and you speak to this. We, we mentioned it kind of tongue in cheek earlier, but you said that you're not an expert in anything, but maybe we're not supposed to be experts. Maybe the experience over time actually makes us more simple that Mm. like, actually the Lord isn't about like giving us more things necessarily. Maybe he's more about stripping things away so we can get back to the heart of the issue (laughs) at hand. And I I love how you're talking about that. And we want to give you an opportunity later in the show to invite our listeners into the open porch ministry. And we'll, we'll give you that pitch later, but like, can you tell us like what has been the blessing of the open porch for your family? Right. So you're, you're talking about the blessing it is for your neighborhood and the blessing that it is for all the people that come, but what are the fruits that you've yeah, seen I mean, in your again, own family think, from opening your house? Right. And I, yeah. And I get, I, I love what you're saying. I mean, I think that, that 
you know, boil like, you know, ministry, whatever you, whatever you're doing, it, it's not like we get in this mentality that we're like somehow helping God, right? Like I'm not helping God. God asked me to go to work with him, you know, <laughs> yeah. like we're, we, God doesn't need our help. He, he chooses our help. He, want, like, he wants it, right? <laughs> on he, purpose, want, he wants it so which much. Which is like the silliest thing ever, right? <laughs> no, like, right, right, right. totally do it, but he's like choosing to use his bumbly humans, you know, to like do this thing. And so we get to, we get to participate in what God is doing. And so of course, of course, mission is primarily for the disciple. It, it's primarily for the disciple. I love this idea that like, you know, people say Jesus is the reason for the season, you know, that sort of thing. It's like, no, actually you're the reason for the season. Like <laughs> he did that for you, you know, like he didn't have to do this. Like he, it, it really, he is tr- truly for us. And so he, if he's going to invite us into mission, whatever that is, like we will be made perfect. Like we get to participate in the divine and, and uh, and not only in the sacramental life, but but as his hands and feet, mm. like you know, again, Teresa of Calcutta, um, you know, Blessed Miguel Pro, you yeah. know, like Miguel, yeah, like the we're we're living in an era where I believe that the modern man will be evangelized by in backyards more often than they will be evangelized over social media or in churches. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a, it's, there's a real lay movement going on through programs like SPO and Damascus and the pines and, you know, life teen and all that. There's, there's a swell of, of laity who are trying to do this in their own neighborhoods. So I'd say that's like the biggest blessing for my kids is that like they, they get to, experience what God is up to, you know, like they, they're, they're, um, it's hard. It's hard being a Hickman kid, man. Like there's no doubt about it. We have invited our children. Like I have, you know, we have adult children that live with us, you know? So we're, you know, I have a voter this year (laughs) and like, I'm like, Oh man, this is crazy. We, we, um, you know, she didn't choose that. She didn't choose this lifestyle. She was born into this thing that's yeah. intentionally in a downward way. You know, we're in, we we're intentionally getting poorer. We're intentionally getting simpler. We're intentionally uh, trying to live different on our block. And, you know, they're like, I'm tired of being different. You know, like, can't <laughs> we just be like everybody else? You know, like there's, there's a real sense of that. And yeah. so, you know, when I say, when I say you know, there's a blessing here. It's not, um, you know, I don't think, I think if anything, we've given them, given them, um, the chaos of what living the gospel looks like. And so if they do choose to live as disciples, they know what they, they know that it's going to be hard and that Jesus will ruin your comfortable life, you know, and that's okay because joy exists in the factory of hope, uh, that is family. Um, so, yeah, I so I think even beyond like what Delray has done for them or the open porch, uh, I think it's just, uh, um, yeah, living in the chaos of of and the beauty of of family. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, and Annie, I can just I can I can see it in your face. I can hear it in your voice that that this mission has been transformative for you. And um, I, I think you know I, I shared on our last show briefly, but I was I was given a talk to a number of parents. Um, on the topic of raising raising supernatural families, and actually, like you know, we want we want our kids to shine brighter than we have, 
Um, we want, we want our kids to, to, to ultimately carry a ministry that puts ours to shame. Right. And, uh, but at the same time, so many people, like we, we, we tend to look for our spiritual experience in a way that is private or in a way that's outside of our family's engagement and involvement. And I mean, I think, I think the biggest, the biggest message that I'm hearing from you is just, you know, whatever you're going to do, do something and do it with your family. Like that, 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 you know, you're not, we're not called, we're not called to leave, um, to leave the system of support and influence and encouragement that God's built for us to go and do some job and then come back. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, as, as you're speaking, even I'm, I'm just, I'm hearing those same echoes from my own kids. We've got, we've got four that are, that are growing up here, uh, you know, a stone's throw from our missionary houses and, yeah, it's, it's, it's completely, absolutely different. And we've had those same, those same challenging conversations this year. We had to, we had to cancel our, our, uh, our daughter's, um, birthday party earlier this year because, uh, because our, our, our missionary community was shut down for COVID. Right. And, uh, it was like, well, you know, right. why does the stuff that affects them affect me? Well, it's because we're part of a family. Like this is what we, we, we do life together. And that's, and that's, mm-hmm. that's what happens. And that's how it goes. Um, so, uh, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. And it, it is right. Like it's not, it's not this and this. And I think that there, that's one of the, that's one of the fallacies that we see in sort of like call to mission. It's like, it's this and this, it's a separate thing. And really like kind of what I was getting at is just like the, this, the circles move out, right. It's just like, it's, it's, it's me. It's my, it's the mission of my heart. Like what, what is, what does my soul look like? Let me take the plank out of my eye. Yeah. And then like that, right. You know, it's, it's your vocation, your marriage. And then that flows to the kids and on and outward. Um, but like jumping the steps, it just, ah, uh, man, good luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> the yeah, tragedy, yeah. the tragedy in the church, right. We see it. It happens like where people jump their vocation for whatever cool thing people are doing out there and their home life is falling apart or their, their priesthood is falling apart or, you know, and so really, really focusing in, um, on developing spiritual health at the core and then in your, in your marriage, uh, only good can flow out, you know, and then you just, and then you just walk, walk around being married and having kids and you're just leaking, you're leaking the thing that, right, that, 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 that you're full of, you know, you're not <laughs> trying to do anything. I, I, I use the term all the time, unintentional discipleship, you know, like right. I think intentional discipleship is great, but sometimes it's creepy, you know, or like, can I disciple you? And you're like, I don't know, man, like, this is weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but like, un- like, would you like to go get barbecue? Yeah. And like, and, but, but meaning that and not being like, not being the stealth trap, like bait and switch. Like I'm going to give you barbecue. If you listen to me talk about Jesus, like really paying attention to the barbecue, first of all, is that good? Like, like making sure that the, the arts are all around and beauty is all around and culinary arts and it's tasty and you can agree on the meal. You know, like I always tell people like you, you're not going to agree on much when you're meeting your neighbor but you can't agree, agree on the meal. Yeah. Like we don't agree politically, but we agree the tacos are good. Yeah. You know? So like, let's just eat tacos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? It's a, it's a, it's a matter of um, finding that, finding that common ground. So um, yeah, man, it's a, it's a, it's a cool school and it has blessed me. It has blessed us as a family. Uh, but, but, 
but I think God is able to use us because uh, we're such idiots. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, well, and our church uh, needs what you're talking about, and it, it yeah. needs to focus on commonality more than it focuses on differences. I, you were you were mentioning like so often we find certain terms as mutually exclusive from other terms. And my favorite thing to say is like, um, well, am I traditional or liberal? I'm baptized. So I'm Catholic. I'm part of the universal church with you, brother. And like, how can we move forward in this? And that's That's so important. And to your point on the commonality, when you're meeting your neighbor, yeah, you can agree that the tacos are good. And that's a good (laughs) place to start. Or we can agree that life is good. We can agree right. that human yeah, nature is good. Is good. Mar- ba- babies are yeah, good. These yeah. kids being yeah. hooligans. That's good. Right. Like yeah, that's they're good. adventuring. Yeah. I want to find that's adventure. Right. That's good. That's right. Have you seen this flower? You know, <laughs> like, and I, you know, I mean, I know it sounds stupid and hippie and, and like I, I'm Franciscan like at heart, but like, I mean, check out an acorn. Like, come on, man. Like if you if you're if you are if you're a you know, if you're a believer in God and he made this thing, how awesome is an acorn? Yeah. Like all the DNA for that that gigantic oak tree is sitting right in this thing. Yeah. That's a miracle. So there's always something to agree is you know, agree on that is awesome and beautiful in our world. So being outside, porches, food, you know, mezcal. Um, you're, you're, you're good to go. Man. Yeah. Uh, you're painting you know, an attractive people, picture yeah, down there. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. um, that, that you, 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 uh, you guys are doing such great work and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm like I was saying earlier, I'm just blessed to know so many pockets where, and that's how, you know, it's just, it's the spirit, right? Like mm-hmm. the movement, like I didn't invent this. Like, are you kidding me? People were like, Oh, you know, any, the one like, come on, man. Like this is the thing that the church has done throughout history. Yeah. We just hadn't always been, you know, the laity and the ordinary meals and the cigar shop owner and the yeah. delivery man and all of these people. We just we weren't elevated to sainthood because like nobody was looking at us. Yeah, you know? yeah, they yeah, were yeah, looking yeah. at all the people in the funny clothes yeah. and the kings and the people who had enough money to advance their causes, blah, 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 blah. I, I'm not down on that. I think I love St. Louis and I love like all of the awesome saints that are out there that were through the centuries. But man, hospitality, loving your neighbor had to be clear in the beginning. And it's it's got to be clear in our age as well that this is if we don't if we can't do this well, like what do we have? This is what we own yeah. as Christians. Yeah, well, no, n- like, nothing that we do is like I, I think sometimes to your point, any we we get inflated with ourselves and we think what we're doing is so new, but nothing that we do in our lives is really new. And I I was actually um, thinking about this earlier and I don't think I've told you this story either, Aaron, but there's a story of a, of a world war two bomber and he was writing a letter to his mother before he took his last trip. And he's writing this letter about his experiences of war and his experiences of life. And he has a a Judeo Christian background. And as he's writing, What's beautiful about it is he never finished the letter. He never got to sign his name on it. So his his trip started before he could finish the letter. And it was, in fact, his last trip. So he never got to finish the letter. But they stumbled upon this letter. And in the letter, it says something so profound. He tells his mom, he says, I, I have come to find that the universe is so vast and so ageless that the measure of a man can only be determined by that of his sacrifice. And the point that he was making is that, like, nothing I do in my life is going to be new. The only thing that I can do in my life that's unique is I can give a unique sacrifice because yeah, I'm the right. only one that will ever be me. 
everything else say yes the way I do. Exactly. No one else can say yes the way that I do, but everything I do, like if I find a cure to cancer, someone's found a cure to a once thought incurable disease before you can think of like all the things we idolize in our society and none of those would be bad, but we would be very arrogant to think that that would be new. The only thing that we have is our lives given up for that's the Lord. Right. And, and that's what I love about what you're doing with your family. Anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. To, so to our listeners today, if, if you have, if you're in, being inspired by, by Annie's testimony, by his experience, I know I am, I'm ready to, I'm ready to start my own open porch deal here. Um, Annie, one of the things that we like to talk about is, uh, is that true mission comes from a place of personal encounter. And I'm wondering, uh, what is it that you experienced? You kind of told us a little bit about your, about your wife's background. What is it that you experienced that kind of kicked off this whole deal for you? When was it that you, that you knew that God was really, you know, not calling you to do new things, but to rediscover the, the beauty in, in simple things like, like hospitality <laughs> in a way that's transformative? Yeah. Um, yeah, again, I, I, you know, I, it's hard to separate my life from, um, from, from the way Kana and I received, you know, uh, really a call for, we were babies. We were married when we were 22. I don't know, you know, how old you guys were or are, but like, you know, we, I, we, I mean, we grew up together and I think at the point that we met, um, you know, both of us were very inspired by, uh, the saints, um, and, uh, in particular Franciscan saints, um, Francis in particular, you know, just for me, a, uh, a brother of mine now I can say, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to sound creepy, but we're <laughs> like on a level of friendship that, um, that I, that I cherish. And, um, and so, so, um, you know, hearing and listening, you know, hearing uh, his voice and listening to the Lord uh, in a similar way to Francis um, being, I was always a kid that was um, just all or nothing. And, yeah. uh, I, you know, Francis in a way was, was uh, you know, was kind of a rebel like that. I too struggled with vanity and, um, you know, just being the coolest kid and the party kid and the, you know, the, the, pe- the people that, you know, people always looked, Hey, all right, where are we going? What are we doing? Yeah. Um, Francis, you know, very similar. And so, um, when I, when I, you know, finally decided to follow the Lord, um, you know, like, you know, I think, I did it one time, you know, one time at a Steubenville conference where I stood up in <laughs> the thing and then, you know, and then, uh, the following year, you know, they give like a second chance, you know, like if you really screwed that up last year, and you want to recommit, <laughs> that, I'm like, I stood up again. Yeah. And, I feel like know, I would still then, stand like, up, you know? <laughs> and then I realized, yeah. And I'm like, man, like I stand up every year and then I realize, like, man, I need to do this like every month. And then, you know, <laughs> then you're married and with kids, you're like, I got to do this every day. Yeah. <laughs> I got to stand up every day and follow the Lord. And, um, so, you know, it, it, it goes hand in hand with that, uh, yeah. for me, I, I think, you know, it, it I don't like doing, uh, the Lord's work sometimes, most of the time, you know, I, it's a, it's a chore, but like, like everything that's good, 
you know, you said it, it's sacrifice. Like yeah. everything that's good, dude, you want to go get a good hamburger. It's going to be expensive. Okay. Deal with it. Like you want a crappy hamburger. You, it's not, it's going to be super easy and they're going to heat it right up. Like if you want to experience the joy of the gospel, like it's going to take some work and it's yeah. going to take a little bit of skin in the game. And so if I'm going to follow like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get everything I can. And so the joy of the Lord is really like that byproduct that leads to good hospitality, yeah, and yeah, yeah. To, you know, leads, leads to openness. And so I think, um, yeah, for me that always, those connections always, uh, made sense. And so, that's awesome. um, when I follow the Lord, I, yeah, I have to be on mission right. and jo- joy, you know, his joy is is our strength. And thank you, thank it. you so much for joining us today. I, I wonder. Yeah. So if if you're not the only one who hosts the the open porch, um, how how can how can our listeners learn more or get involved? Yeah. So um, DelrayCollective.com is a place you can find uh, a little bit more information on the Open Porch Network. Uh, there's a button that says how it works. Uh, there's a, you know, a start here button. There's a join the open network, open porch network. Um, anyway, you can kind of explore on there, delraycollective.com. That's D-E-L-R-E-Y. Uh, Delray, like of the king in Spanish. And um, yeah, and then, you know, it's a network. We probably have like, uh, it's probably approaching 900 folks that are, um, a part of the network in one way or another, whether they're just um, being inspired and getting ready to launch their open ports or they're hosting an open porch once a week or hosting That's an open so porch cool. once a month. Um, it's everywhere. It doesn't cost anything. Um, but uh, we also have a Patreon page where people can support the mission and uh, get some extra perks. And yeah. to be honest, we're, um, we're really terrible at content. But uh, there's also on our Instagram page, uh, we did a, we did a, um, like a seven day challenge on there of loving, loving neighbors. So, um, you can go on Instagram or Delray collective on Instagram as well. Awesome. So yeah, that's it guys. Thanks so much for, for having me. I yeah, feel really yeah. honored and blessed. And he's that, awesome. Uh, and I, I just, for, for our listeners out there, I think it's important to hear what any saying here because he just shared his story of encounter with Jesus. And it was one of an encounter over time. Sometimes we just chalk up the fact that we've never had an encounter with Jesus to the fact that he's never opened the heavens and spoke this profound word over our lives. Yeah. But any over time encountered Jesus and now over time he's opening his ports so others can Amen. encounter him. And that's encountered a mission. Thanks for joining us, brother. Uh, Annie Hickman, um, you are, you're an inspiration here and, and I trust that our listeners are going to, are going to, are going to be inspired by your, by your story and hopefully check out, check out Del Rey Collective. Thanks for thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, bless you, brother. All right. Absolutely. God you, bless you. You've been listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Um, Brad and I are going to come back right after the break. Join us as we close out today's show. God bless. The EWTN home video highlight for December is the EWTN Family Christmas Special. The Choir of the Eternal Word Television Network performs classical Christmas carols with a special commentary by Father Joseph Mary Wolf. Order your DVD or CD at EWTNRC.com 24 hours a day, 7 days a week or call 1-800-854-6316. 
We should pray because prayer is conversation with God, and conversation is the only way to build a relationship. We need that relationship with God. We should pray and talk with God about what's on our hearts, what's on our minds, what's active in our lives, the joys we have. We should share all of these with God. Prayer is conversation, and conversation is the only way to build a relationship with God. It's the most important relationship. All of our other relationships depend on this one. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Man, today's show has been awesome. Any Hickman is, uh, he's been an inspiration to me since I was like in high school. He's amazing. I think. Um, what a, what a rock star. Anyway, he's, he's living it day in and day out and it is unbelievable. Friends, today's kind of the theme for today's show has been love your neighbor, right? That, that ministering to our neighbor, uh, is is one of those things that in the Christian faith we can so often generalize or um or or just have such a vague concept for what that type of mission looks like that we don't realize that our small circle of influence can actually be most influential for the people that are close to us, and that means physical proximity, right? right? The people that you live next door to may be the ones that Jesus means when he says, love your neighbor. Yeah. Um, and, and any, and his family and his wife, they're just, they're, they're, they're modeling this so beautifully. Uh, thanks for joining us. Beyond Damascus is a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Brad, as we wrap up today's show, um, I, I've, I've just been super inspired by any, I want to share um, as, as he was speaking. So one of the most influential experiences in my own life has been um, my mission work down to Appalachia, Cranks Creek, Kentucky. And it's one of the, it's one of the poorest areas in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And I led as a high school youth minister, I led trips down there for many years. One of the things that always, without a doubt came up was that as we had um, men and women who would serve as chaperones on the trip, they'd come down and experiencing the poverty in that area. The purpose of our trip was to provide uh, Christmas dinner to people and to provide toys and, and clothes. And at, at the conclusion of a trip, we'd have these, uh, these, these parents who, who were, just, they had fallen in love with the community yeah. and their response was inevitably what's like, what is the true value of what we're doing here? Shouldn't we be teaching this community how to, how to farm mm. or giving them tools that can equip them to be successful in their lives? And ultimately, you know, I just had this awesome opportunity to share that sometimes, sometimes our mission isn't deep organizational economic change. Our call is to love somebody. Yeah. Sometimes our mission isn't to change your mind. It's to show you love, mm-hmm. right? It may not be to convince a sinner of the error of their ways, yeah, but to show love. And it was in entering into that reality that my heart was just transformed and lit on fire for these people who I was called to be in relationship with and serve. Yeah. Yeah. The mission of presence, right? We Amen. were talking that, talking about that rather just last week. And I think it's so important to notice that the mission of presence that we're called to is the same mission of presence that the Holy Spirit has in our lives. Like yeah. his mission is to be present to us yeah. and to just love us sometimes. Yeah. And so if you've been listening to this show today and you've been inspired, if you've been listening to this show today and you want to get involved with your neighbors, with your family, with your extended family, yeah. we want to just have a time of prayer here. And we want to invite you to just wherever you're at, if you're in the car, if you're in the office, if you're at home, just to open yourself to experiencing the Lord mm-hmm. and to 
allowing and, and yeah, and just to uh, be open to allowing him to actually be on mission for your heart and to mm-hmm. and to inspire you and to allow his mission of presence to be with you. So let's go ahead and pray. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we first pray blessing over Any and Kana Hickman and their family. We pray blessing over Delray Collective. Thank you for his words that he spoke to us here today. And God, we come before you desiring for you to inspire our hearts in the ways that you have inspired any and Cana's. Yeah. We pray that you would give us a heart for the ordinary, that you would give us a heart for our families, that you'd give us a heart for our communities and our neighborhoods, that you would allow us to experience your heart for people, for all types of people, for people that are different than us and for people that are similar to us, that you would give us the same heart that you have for everyone, Lord. Yeah. Jesus burn in us. I pray that I pray that right now, Lord, that even even relationships in our lives, uh, in extended family, in our immediate family, in in our in our workplace, or in our in our neighborhood, God, relationships that we've written off. I pray that you'd bring restoration to those now. Yeah, or uh, re God remind us of our call to love like you love, and mm-hmm. and Lord, as we say yes, I, I pray that you'd bring us closer to you. Uh, God, that's that's your ultimate goal. Is to, is to bring us closer to you. Give us your heart, Lord, and draw us close to yourself. Yeah. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Friends, if, if maybe you've tuned into today's show and uh, you want to learn more about the mission of Damascus, if you want to learn more about the missionary program here, um, you can visit us online at damascus.net. If you want to learn more about Delray Collective, once again, check them out. It's Delray, D-E-L-R-E-Y, collective dot, was it dot com? Dot com, dot that's com. right. And uh, if, if even the, the particular ministry that Annie was sharing about today is inspiring to you, you can register your own family to host mm-hmm. an open porch um, through the Open Porch Network. Yeah, dinner once a week. And uh, how how awesome that would be. I should start that here at Damascus with our missionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have we don't have that many neighbors that would probably be willing to walk, but... <laughs> Most um, of our neighbors are the missionaries, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Friends, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us today. To catch this show, uh, wherever podcasts are found, you can download us. Just look up Beyond Damascus and uh, and and you can listen to the show to... to in, uh, as long as you'd like, as many times on repeat as you like and share it with your friends. Um, you can catch us here every week, Beyond Damascus, a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio. We are carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. We uh, we pray God's blessing on, on EWTN and St. Gabriel and their mission, and we will catch you again next week. God bless and have a great day. <laughs>